your host of Design to Awaken podcast. I'm your life purpose coach, empathic intuitive, and human design expert. I'm passionate about all things personal growth and development, spirituality, holistic well-being, relationships, and living with purpose and intention while being of service to others and the world. I'm a small town girl from North Central Montana who loves her family and community, who took a leap of faith and stepped outside of the status quo and left my professional career as Director of Public Health and began my personal journey of spiritual awakening and aligning with my soul's purpose. I'm here now to share personal experiences, lessons, failures, and what I have discovered along my own personal journey on this thing that we call life. Are you ready to be vulnerable in a space that's safe and begin celebrating your own authentic self? Awesome! Then pull up a seat, grab a cup of tea or your favorite thing to sip on, and let's talk all things. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose in the world? This is the Design to Awaken podcast. Welcome to another episode of Design to Awaken. I am really excited for today's episode with a dear friend, mentor, instructor, and healer. Dr. Rabia Goodman is a Chinese medicine doctor who specializes in environmental medicine, counseling, and Sufi spiritual healing. She has studied several modalities to optimize her offering for healing work. From a master of social work in healthcare to completing over 550 hours of Zen Shiatsu training to studying energetic and Sufi healing to completing a thousand hours of massage and hydrotherapy to completing 3,000 hours of acupuncture, herbal medicine, biomedicine, and Asian bodywork for the Masters of Science in Oriental Medicine. She also has a Doctor of Acupuncture in Oriental Medicine, as well as studying environmental medicine. She also has a Master's in Divinity and Sufi Spiritual Education and Guidance. I am so excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really a pleasure to be with you. It is so exciting to have you here to really reconnect. It's been a few years since we have been in the same physical location, but we've recently reconnected energetically and just, it's just like so natural. So I'm so excited to have you here and share about who you are, about what you're passionate about. So with that, Rabia, share a little bit with us what what makes you tick and why did you go down the Sufi spiritual healing path? That's a a wonderful question. And I would say part of what led me to the Sufi spiritual path, the words kicking and screaming come to mind um, because it wasn't a a path I would have chosen for myself, even though it holds allure. I just, I never really saw that as my, as my path until I was uh, doing some of the practices and my soul just uh, was an undeniable yes. The Sufi spiritual healing piece, it was an ability to access places that I wasn't able to to clear with other modalities. It was getting to the depths of the sources of, of different pains 
and resolving them. And it was, it was transforming. It it transformed my life. I can't ever express enough gratitude for, for that path. Wonderful answer. And thank you for sharing that. Do you mind if I share just because what's coming through is a little bit about just your human design profile number, potentially how those that are starting to follow a little bit about and I will be definitely diving more into the human design profiles in in near episodes. Rabia is a 5-1 profile in human design. What was coming through as you were sharing that kicking and screaming and to really want to go into the depths and heal your own self as a 5-1 being the heretic and the investigator, you really are, you really are the healer. You are really the guru to help support other people through their journey, but also not do it for them, but to really give them guidance and you informing them with a roadmap. So it just as you relate it to human design, you are, in my opinion, an amazing embodiment of the five one, the healer, the guru, and how do we know the ascended healers are the ones that have done the path themselves. Mm, mm. First of all, I appreciate you saying yes to your own soul's journey because it is through you saying yes to taking that deep dive into your own healing process that you can actually come now and embody and really support so many others through this great awakening. It's, it's really, uh, it's really intimate uh, work and it's, it's such an honor to witness people's process. The idea that the, really the healing isn't coming from, from me. It's coming from, it's coming from the, the creator, the, the one, the one source and, or God is whatever name people feel comfortable using that emanation point that is that is the source of all of the the love and the mercy and the healing and to and to be at people's feet so that they can they can access it. I do appreciate being able to make an income doing it its own reward just being in awe at witnessing what what happens for people. Absolutely. And, and I believe, and I, I'm sure you do, as we are here to be of service and to really live in this reality of earth, we, we do need to make an income, but also being able to do it in a way that is fulfilling and in alignment. Let's talk about what, what does the Sufi spiritual healing represent to you and how, how can you kind of help share what it is to our listeners? Well, Sufi spiritual healing emanates from Sufi practices, from the, the, the mysticism of the Islamic path. Without delving too deeply into all of the charge around um, religion in this time, the, the mysticism of Sufism is the ability to have a very intimate relationship with, with Source. And so Sufi spiritual healing effectively putting the client face to face with that helping to at least temporarily open up the the drapes uh the opening the veils so that they can have that that connection and then the light from that connection will focus a specific place that is ready in that moment to to be resolved um god willing I like how you said opening up the veil 
which for me kind of represents just opening up our own awareness to ourself as being a spiritual being, but also that connection to, to source. So when you said that, I just had this, this vision of, yeah, pulling back that veil, but which is really just allowing us to have a clear vision that, yeah, we are one. Yeah. And then like a old fashioned mirrors that needed polishing because they were made of some, some type of metal. And so they, they would get tarnished. Right. So like kind of polishing the mirror of the heart, polishing the, the facets that reflect that light and the facets being all of the different uh, qualities of, of the divine uh, sometimes conceptualized as the 99 names of, of God. So I'm having all these amazing visions of you as you speak right now. So as you're speaking about the mirror and, and polishing, it was almost like that tarnish, the, the things that tarnish could represent, you know, old beliefs, conditioning, programming, wounds, anything that kind of covers up that shine, that light that we have, right? And then it sounds like the Sufi spiritual healing practices is that rag that you can utilize to go in and polish in through God's mercy, source's mercy. Yes, yes. It's a it's a path of of the heart. It's a path of of attraction and it's a it's a path of purification and washing uh, those places that have forgotten that they're um, that they're holy and the the Sufi path can involve Sufi spiritual healing but Sufi spiritual healing isn't um, exclusively for those on the Sufi path it Sufi spiritual healing can be for anyone who feels like they've they've kind of gotten to a place where they they aren't feeling like they're making any headway they've they've done other things and they may still continue to do those things because sufi spiritual healing is is complementary for any modality but they they want to go and um perhaps look at um some of the deeper places within the emanation of the illness so they're maybe not getting as far as they want to get with uh, whatever it is that they're doing to treat it. Yeah, getting to that root cause of dis-ease, right? Emotions can be that. There's so many things that are at the root cause. And it sounds like this is just a another tool that has a very divine connection to source as a pathway to get to whatever the root cause of every individual that's dealing with and every root causes are different for each thing that's wanting to address right it's not one root cause that's gonna at least that's hasn't been my experience there's not one thing that's going to be like the cure-all name-all right you know it's it's like a onion pulling back each layer and even with even with sufi spiritual healing being the the deepest in my opinion it's still doesn't negate any of the other modalities, nor does it imply that we don't do self-care because we have to integrate the shifts. We have to do the, the, the things that nourish us so that we can continue the journey. It is kind of a balance taking care of the physical, but we also need to nurture our spiritual roots. Absolutely. And Talking about those different 
you know, the mind, body, spirit, this supports, it sounds like it supports the connection through all of the, the bodies where energetically, that's what I'm feeling like is a connection and it supports you why you are eating higher vibe foods, nourishing your body, giving your body rest, exercising, eliminating toxins or environmental exposures, if that's, that's part of your, your journey, as well as you know, addressing the emotional aspects. I'm feeling like it's it's almost like the, what I'm seeing is it's almost like a really fine string is what they're showing me in my mind's eye. That's almost like pulling all of them together so you come back into alignment. Mm, that's interesting because we talk about the the rope of Allah or the rope of, of God holding on to the rope. Um, and then also that kind of central channel that the light comes in through, um, right? In the yogic systems, they'll call it the sushumna, the central channel. But in the Sufi traditions, they're not using the Sanskrit. So, but they are focusing on letting the light come in through the the top of the head and going through the the spine and still still rooting. Where you know, even wanting to go lofty and experience higher realms we also want to embody it and be grounded we, we want to be able to stay rooted because for as long as we're here we need to really be here and then to really be able to access through the heart because the mind as wonderful as it is it doesn't it doesn't know how to access this portal that's exactly the image that i was being shown and it's almost like this string or rope that you were mentioning allows us that ability to access. It was a light. Of it. I mean, there's light coming through this string. So it's almost like it's, again, it's becoming whole. Like we're being able to become whole. I'm almost like, because we become disconnected. I mean, that's a word that our human mind can relate to is feeling disconnected. And so I'm, what I'm hearing you say is the Sufi spiritual healing just allows us to connect, connect our heart, connect our soul and connect with source. Yes. And, it, and if you're, you know, a, a Buddhist, it can help you deepen your Buddhist walking. You know, it's, it, if you're Christian or Jewish, it can, it's not exclusive to, you know, you have to be a Sufi to benefit. It's if you're a human uh, are wanting to know yourself and source more deeply this can be a way to help reconnect. Yeah, exactly. Remember. I love that. Where did the Sufi spiritual healing system originate from? To the best of my knowledge, it comes from the Sufi teachings, which talk about the different, the different realms um, beyond the idea of there being 19 dimensions, which is probably for another conversation. And I don't know that I have anything <laughs> profound to share about that at this point anyway, but in the, the, the different, the different worlds, the, the different realms, the, the earthly realm, the kind of more astral realm, the, the void, uh, which is the, the realm of the soul. And then the, the kind of white room, like the heavenly, uh, realm where, uh, source, is kind of felt experienced in a in a more unified way like each layer has different layers of density and so like in the soul realm it's very 
pre-form in the sense that it's before the, the physical, but it has the, the elements in a sense, the, the qualities. But the qualities are also differentiations off of the source, if that makes sense, which starts to feel a little bit heady to me. But, but just this idea that where is the illness? Is it in the, in the, the astral? Is it in the physical? Is it in the, the soul level? Or is it in the secret in the, in the heavenly uh, realm? And so the, we talk about the four layers of the heart. That's part of the premise of, of Sufi spiritual healing is letting ourselves travel uh, to find those, those hidden places and let them be washed witnessing, I guess, where the journey takes the individual. I'm just kind of feeling into that. It's actually bringing up some personal emotion of, because again, it's not always our own healing that is wanting to be witnessed or our own trauma or our own wounding. Mm -hmm. You know, some of it is in that astral plane of our lineage. Absolutely. There's a, a, the the family line that we are brought into, there can also be memories that aren't necessarily memories that we can access through our mind, but they're memories held in the cells of before we came in or when we were in the womb, places where we wouldn't say scientifically that we have evidence that we would be able to recall that. But yet this form of healing does seem to allow that to open. That's pretty powerful stuff. And, you know, even through human design, we have a conscious and a subconscious design. And the subconscious is imprinted on us. And this is quantum physics. And and I'm sure the spiritual, Sufi spiritual healing is based in science. There's this, and, and finally medicine is catching up to this and it's imprinted before we're even born and it still impacts our everyday life. And so many people are operating in that unconscious and they don't even understand it. And I've done a lot of work with Akashic record readings as well as now with human design. And it, again, it just awareness. So I, I feel like this is another amazing tool or modality people can utilize to support them. If, like you said, when they've tried other things that have helped, but maybe there's just that next level that they're wanting to go to really make a a shift because it's something that they're not aware of and it can really support them. It's just awareness. And a lot of times, like I remember even going through my own journey, even times with massage with you and other people, like I would start to have visions of things that I can't recall and even potentially past lives if that's people's beliefs. I didn't have to know about, I like, I didn't have to unpack it to have it be released and to be witnessed. Right. It's just awareness and being like, okay, that makes, I can have some resonance with that. And I can understand maybe where that's impacted the way I operate in today. And now I can have some love and compassion for myself and know that that is just a part of who I am, but it it's not a bad thing. I don't need to to be ashamed of it. Right. That a lot of it is not so much that it needs fixing. It just needs to be seen, heard, felt. Uh, and that a lot of that is, is healing right there. 
Absolutely. I totally agree. Just witnessing it, feeling it, you know, the saying, you got to feel it to heal it kind of a thing. And, you know, talking about shame, how that is such a low frequency vibration of an emotion, because again, emotions are just energy in motion, just moving that through, through my body, doing processes and, and working through systems like this, allowing that emotion just to come to the surface. So it's no longer deep down in within my body, you know, through Chinese medicine, we understand how emotions are connected to different organs and how they can cause dis-ease within that, that system. And so how does that work through the Sufi spiritual healing um, modality? Well, that's interesting that you bring up, up shame. Um, uh, Ibrahim Jaffe, who uh, wrote a really wonderful book, uh, God's Way, Sufi Spiritual Healing, and his website I think it's Institute of Spiritual Healing, um, but he he teaches on on this incredibly well. Um, but shame and um, terror both are such challenging places to re-enter. You know, I can I can enter my I can enter some fear, I can enter some grief, some anger, some some sadness, some you know worry or you want me to go into my terror you want me to go into my shame I, like there's just such an avoidance there so uh sufi spiritual healing can help open some of those places but you have to go you have to go slow it has to be very gentle so that there's uh sufficient safety to to let it release a really important aspect is going slow when we're on the spiritual awakening journey and trusting your individual journey. I say that from my own personal experience. You know, I, I say mine was an 18 month crash course. It was very challenging and I wanted it to speed up because it was so uncomfortable to be in that space of looking at and witnessing all of the things that were wanting to come to the surface so quickly, but integration, allowing time to integrate each process or system that we're working through um, and giving it time to integrate the full mind, body, spirit. Because in my, my experience, if, when I didn't, I actually caused more of a healing crisis for myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we don't, if we don't give ourselves the time to process and to, and, and to integrate. Yes, exactly. Because it's, um, in a sense, it's like something has been born. This new awareness has been born. So it's gotta be clothed and, and I, I metaphor wise, I'm not sure where to go with it, but it has to be allowed to reintegrate so that where the, the cloth has been rewoven. Mm, it's definitely cloth rewoven because for me, the what I personally could feel is like my DNA was actually shifting, allowing more light, you know, God, source, divine light to to be able to come through that that thread and allowing that into my physical body. You know, in the spiritual and emotional body, it was allowed quickly, but in our dense physical body, I wanted it to happen so quickly and my mental and or my spiritual and emotional body was was ascending so quickly but my physical body was like wait a minute. And so I actually ha- had more physical symptoms and manifestations 
because I was trying to move it so much quicker. And so integration self-care is, is really important for, in my opinion, for anybody on any spiritual awakening journey. I completely agree. And I would just offer the importance of, uh, we want to reach the lofty places and have these uh, higher, what I call ecstatic experiences of, of unity consciousness or other visions or that is has value, but we really want to allow our spirit to be in the body. And it is kind of a interesting juxtaposition, something that subtle with something that dense. Absolutely. But it's the opportunity. It really is. I'm sorry if this sounds cheesy, but it is really like the once uh, opportunity of a lifetime, you know, to be, to be here and to be embodied. I would agree. Absolutely agree with that. And that was, that was probably a misconception that I had in the very beginning of what awakening meant is to, to meditate, go into the, you know, the ethereal realms, you know, definitely connect with spirit and and source. So I was always striving to be up in that higher, those higher, you know, chakras, if people want to use that term or, but just be up in that higher ethereal space. A, it feels really good. It's, it's so loving, peaceful and be there as much as I possibly could that I, my spirit was literally coming out of my body. Mm. I remember when I was living in Denver and driving up into the mountains one time to see a mentor of mine. And I literally had to tell my spirit to get back in my body because my spirit, I had been spending so much time up there that I wasn't embodying my physical body. Mm. Mm. And that's not a safe place to be for anybody, especially if I'm behind the wheel on a freeway. Um, (laughs) You you don't want my, my spirit leaving my body. I literally was trying to leave because I was spending so much time there. And like you said, this is a once in a lifetime to be embodied. And so I really had to work to really bring back and that they're showing me, showing me that string again, right? Being able to bring all of, all of us, all of ourselves, into this physical body as uncomfortable as it can be at times. Right. Uh, Understandably, there's a lot of um, uh, discord in the duality, a lot of attempts to divide and conquer, a lot of horrible atrocities, you know, it's strong. I know, I know it's strong. Um, we're also here to, to transform it and to bring, you know, to bring the light to help it to shift. I mean, it's, uh, is there anything more, more powerful than the power of love to, to shift anything, to heal anything? Even, even Huey Lewis uh, talks about it. <laughs> In his song, The Power of Love, right? It's like a pop culture reference, but it's still, it's relevant. And because on some level, we all know this. We we, we can remember, we can know this. I love that. I'm totally going to go and listen to The Power of Love by Huey Lewis after this. I think that's awesome because we are here to enjoy life. In my opinion, here to create heaven on earth. And that is however that looks for you. But absolutely love is the number one conqueror of any dense, dark, whatever we want to call it. And that is definitely a topic we can talk about another day of when when Jesus came to me. I agreed. I accepted my mission is how I said it. 
I accept my mission to help heal the world with love and compassion because it is the way. It is the way to for ourselves first, but we really do it in the world by taking it to ourselves first. Yeah, we can't uh, offer the water of love if we don't have any in our well. That's exactly right. Sounds like Sufi spiritual healing is a beautiful modality to support individuals in going into that space of unconditional self-love and really polishing, I love that, polishing with mercy those tarnished areas, right? And it's not really tarnished, it's just a... Like an, an, an occlusion, it's masking the what's there, and a, but it's, it's giving it a, a distortion. So we're not actually seeing what we possess, the jewel that we possess in our heart. The light, the gifts, the, the talents, the the beauty, whatever, you know, because we all have it. Oh, we yeah. all have uni- It's It's really just hiding your uniqueness, mm-hmm. the light that you're here to shine. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that we are able to be sharing this with with our listeners. Is there anything else that you would like to share about the Sufi spiritual healing practice or anything that we haven't talked about? Um, pragmatic level, uh, Sufi spiritual healing can be done in person, but it can also be done on the phone. It can be done over Zoom. Um, so it's uh, it's accessible. Uh, Ibrahim has classes for people who are wanting to, to learn more about it. Um, and then then there are, you know, many of us who are uh, trained to be able to to offer it, but it's a, it's a system that ideally, you know, you learn you learn a little bit, and then you are able to do some of the practices on your own, and potentially allow yourself to cultivate a practice which still honors wherever people's spiritual paths are taking them. Um, but it just is a a way to kind of deepen between sessions. That's awesome that it can be done really from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there are people all over the world in these classes. Um, and it's um, beautiful to see all the different countries represented and, and just that uh, love is the language that we all speak. I really do think it's an incredible modality. Look forward to the opportunity to work with those who feel like it, it might resonate with them. Right. Absolutely. Unfortunately, due to some technical issues, we have lost the rest of the recording with Dr. Rabia Goodman. So I want to say thank you to Dr. Rabia for joining us and sharing from her heart her passion around the Sufi spiritual healing system. And I will share the rest of her links, her website, and how you connect with Rabia. Until next time, much love. Yay, we did it. We shared together in another Design to Awaken podcast episode. I would feel honored if you liked it to please rate and subscribe to the podcast so to never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Friday. Also, if you desire a place to take the conversation further and you know you are with other like-minded souls who are ready to celebrate your awakening and support you in your own journey of living on purpose, Hop on over, join my exclusive community on Facebook at Designed to Awaken. Or you can hit me up at daniellegoley.com. 
This is Danielle signing off. See you next time. Much love.